Hey, it's Solomon and Adra. Adra and Solomon. Whichever way you want to say it. And before we get started with this episode, we just wanted to let you know that you're listening to an older episode and you may notice some differences. Firstly, we've changed the name of our podcast from Art Mythos to Afro Mythos to better reflect our focus on African mythology. Additionally, we've also changed our name from SAR to Adachi. That's right, but don't worry, it's still the same great podcast and you're on the right page. We're excited to continue sharing our love of African mythology with you. And we hope you enjoy this episode. So let's dive into the fascinating world of Of African mythology. Welcome to episode three of Art Mythos. African, African mythology. mythology told through art. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so this episode we're going to talk about the Orisha inspired by our painting Take Me to the River. That's Yamoya, isn't it? Yep, you got it, Yamoya. <laughs> <laughs> or Yamaya, or she has many names. She has many names, I'm gonna tell you. Okay, so Yamaya, Yamoja, Yamanja. She's an Orisha of the Yoruba religion. Um, so she has many name variants, um, mainly because her stories were already told throughout a vast number of religions and countries and continents. Mm-hmm. So obviously, as you already tell things, some names get changed and remixed to suit, you know, the religion, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So Which name do you like the best? Yemoja. I, I literally flip-flop between Yemoja yeah. or Yemaya. So if I go through one and then the other, just know we mean the same person. Yeah, and I'll hopefully be trying to say your merger because <laughs> I like that one. Okay, cool. Your Maya's nice though, actually. I know, right? Yeah. Um, okay, so the main countries um, that her stories are told are Nigeria, Brazil, Cuba, and Haiti. Um, so she is essentially the Orisha of the ocean the essence of motherhood and the protector of children. Oh, she sounds nice. Yeah, she sounds like a nice, you know, a nice change to our, like, our Baluaye. Death and diseases. (laughs) Right. So in European mythology, she's a mother goddess and the patron deity of the Ogun River um, and especially a deity for pregnant women. Um, This is because she gave birth to 15 Orishas um, but many other stories just say she gave birth to all of the Orishas. So I don't know if there's just 15 of them and that's all of them, but yeah. I guess it's the important ones. Yeah. But she's been popping them out. So it's been said that um, before she gave birth to these Orishas, her waters broke and in- inundated the world with water, thus creating the seven seas. So that's why we have the seven seas. Mm-hmm. I go into that a bit deeper. Ooh. I know why it happened. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so many stories say that Yemoja has been there since the beginning of time. And just as some people believe all life was born out the sea, they also believe that all life came from her, including the Rishas. Um, so her name is actually a mix of Yoruba words. So the words yet. If I'm saying these wrong, before I start, <coughs> please let me know. Okay, so the words Yeye, Emo, and Eja, which means mothers whose children are like fish. Did I say that right? I don't know. No, but I'm not going to be the one to Our resident Nigerian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Yes, but... Um, yeah, so the name represents the vastness of her motherhood and her reign over all living things. So as I said earlier, um, there's a version of Yemoja in many different countries, um, but this is actually mainly because during the transatlantic slave trade, African traditions were established in many areas of like South America, the Caribbean. So mm-hmm. she's there as well. Um, so in Brazil, she's she's known as Yamanja and is worshipped as one of the seven orishas of the African pantheon in this religion called Umbanda. Mm. So it's the same as the Yoruba one. She's queen of the ocean. But what's different here is that a lot of um, fishermen and survivors um, of shipwrecks and stuff like that use her as like a deity to pray to because she's mm. like queen of the ocean. So if you pray to her for like calm waves and stuff like that. Um so like I told you last week about the Babaluaye's preferred gifts of offering, mm-hmm. what would you think you'd offer to Yamuja? So she's... Um, <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I'll give you some clues. So she is like the patron deity of pregnant women. She's mother of all Orisha. She's queen of the ocean. What would you offer her? A baby. <laughs> No, yeah. please. <laughs> okay. Um, we do not condone offering babies. <laughs> seashells? Oh, that, yeah, that's, that's nice. Let me just tell you okay, before you get it wrong yeah. and offer it to the wrong person. Okay, so um, people usually bring her gifts of flowers, perfume, jewelry, basically like objects that represent female vanity. So stuff mm-hmm. like mirrors, lipstick. Sounds like Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah. Valentine is coming. <laughs> Where's your wife? Okay. But yeah. Um, yeah, people usually gather these gifts in a large basket and take them out to sea mm. as an offering to her. Um, and just a little thing, a little treat for you guys. Um, I also said a prayer that you can say to Babaluaye. So I found one that you can say to Yamoja as well. Is this for popping babies or? I don't know. Say it at your own risk. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. No, I think it's just for like protection and like healing and just. If you're out at sea. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So this prayer was actually written and said in um, True Blood. You know that HBO series. I've heard of it, but I've never watched it. But that's where it's like coming from. Um, Season four, episode six. If you want to have a look specifically. But it goes, um, May Yamaya protect and heal you with the waters of the ocean of life. May the waves of her healing energy wash over you. Beautiful. So pretty. Very, very It's beautiful. like a poem. It's really it like, I even feel relaxed after saying it. Like, <sighs> it sounds good to hear as well. Yeah. I think I needed that. Okay. Right. Right. Okay. So I guess I will be telling her origin story. Yeah. On time. So it's going to take a sip. Um, the ocean is a pertinent question um, for humans as it covers a vast portion of the earth. It is known as the source of life and it can be amazing or terrifying. The manifestation of this mystery personified is the Orisha we spoke about last week, um, or first week, Olokun, mm-hmm. remember the mm-hmm. ruler of the sea um, in the creation story. Um, but in some versions, um, the tale of Olokun, 
he's interpreted as Yemaya, um, the queen of the sea. Oh, okay. So for all intensive purposes, we'll define Yemaya as the overseer of the surface of the ocean, and Olokun is the keeper of secrets and the ruler of the depths of the ocean. They're normally seen as like, you know, I was, you know, man and wife, mm-hmm. um, sisters, brother and sister, or, but they're really androgynous. So, you know, yeah. their gender can be mm-hmm. fluid as most of these African tales are. Um, so, Yamoya's origin story <laughs> in the creation myths of the Yoruba states that the creator, Olodumare, first created a mortal god human, Obatala, and gave him a wife and children. So, um, his children was Yomoya and another god called Angunu. Mm-hmm. I might have said that wrong, but we'll we'll come back to it. So they had a son together. Mm-hmm. So incest wasn't really a thing for divine beings. So yeah. let's not worry about it. Remember my story, the first yeah. episode. A lot was happening. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it, forget incest. These are divine beings, so yeah. know, they don't share DNA like that. Yeah. But there is an issue with this anyway. Um, so their son was named Orungan, and as a teenager, Orungan rebelled against his father, and he raped his mother. Oh. So it says he brutally raped his mother. Um. Yeah, damn. So Yomoya was raped by her son. Wow. Um, and when he tried to rape her a second time, what? the divine river goddess fled to a nearby mountain where she cursed him until he died. Okay. Yeah. Rightly so. Yeah. Damn. In her sorrow, she chose to end her own life on the summit of the mountain. And as she died, she gave birth to 14 powerful Orisha. And where her, where her water broke was where this great flood, which inundated the world and created the seven seas, like Let's, you said yeah, in the start. Yeah. So I told you we were going to get. So yeah. this is why she wow. she killed herself. And I was surprised I didn't see out. that when I... Honestly, it's a lot. Yeah, that's wild. It's, it, it, it's a lot. It's wild. Um, so it says, um, Obafulum and Leah were the first human male and female and the ancestors to all humans and they arose from the bones of this goddess. Yeah. And according to legends, Yomoya is the mother of all. And according to legends, um, her first gifts to humans were seashells and, you know, her voice could always be heard in them. So... So, you know, we remember Yomoya whenever we hold a seashell to our ears and we hear her voice in the ocean. That's cool. So that's her origin story. And that's why I thought seashell was um, a good offering for her. Yeah. 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 But yeah, that is her origin story. I like that. Um, It's sad. um, It is sad. But, you know, know, it's a powerful one still. Yeah. Wow. She gave birth to the 14 most powerful Orishas. That's crazy. It is. I was not expecting that. It is, yeah. (laughs) But yes, amazing stories, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah, so 
so like we said, our painting, Take Me to the River, is our depiction of Yemoja. Um, so now, hopefully, now that we've told you a bit about her and Solomon's told you her origin story, you can kind of understand, like, the concept we're going for. Um, there are a few, like, other depictions of her, so... Guess who's back? The Dahomey people. The Dahomey's back? <laughs> they literally make They're it in every story. episode. But yeah, so um, in Dahomey mythology, she's pictured as an old woman dressed okay. in black. Um, and she's and they like visualize her more connected with like mud and swamps and the earth, okay. um, which is a very like left like depiction of what we did. Yeah. Um, but in like Haiti voodoo religion, her colors are blue and white, which represent water. Mm-hmm. Um, but the most popular depiction of her is shown as like a beautiful woman with like large breasts and full hips, like emphasizing her fertility and like her status as the mother of all life. Yeah, I, I yeah. heard that um, she's normally depicted with like really long hips yeah. to emphasize her mother giving and yeah. feeding nurturing yeah um, personality and figure yeah and she's usually shown like wearing blue or white because it just connects with the sea like the colors of the sea so that's like what we kind of went for there yeah like yeah. with um kind of the large breasts calls you can't see the breasticles <laughs> you know and like it's very blue like the painting's very blue her lips are blue um, we've got a little heart just because like you know the connection to motherhood and all life yeah. comes from the heart you know like near yeah. her eye um yeah everything's blue and i just i like i like it a lot and i like how it evokes a really calm nature and i feel like it resonates a lot with yemoja like yeah, yeah. um yeah it just makes you think of the sea yeah you know? so that's our painting Take me to the river. Take me to the river. <laughs> Vocals. If you don't know that song, get to know. Vocals. Okay. okay. So now we've reached a segment of Arts Mythos where we tell you our favourite folk tales. Oh, yes. I love this part. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you do. I mean, too. I hope you do. <laughs> I hope you do. I hope you do. So, this so who's going to start? This week, who's going to start? I'm going to start this week. You're going to start. Yes. Oh, cool. You started last week. <laughs> Okay, so Solomon, mm-hmm. have you ever wondered why worms live underneath the ground? No. Yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I go around and I can't sleep at night without knowing why worms are underground. Let me know why worms are underground. Okay, I'll let you know. Okay, this story from southern Nigeria will explain everything. Okay, so the main guy in this story is called Ayo the Third. Ayo. Ayo. E Y O. Ayo. E Y O. Yeah. Ayo. Ayo. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um. Yeah. So I looked him up. Um. And he seems to have been a real king when I searched him because I like searching. Mm. Um. I could only find info on his father. But it was quite cool what I found. Apparently his father, Ayo II, um, was instrumental in the abolition of practices such as killing twins and human sacrifices in um, Nigeria. So go he, did, him. he did some yeah. good stuff, you know. He's real activist. <laughs> so to the story, um, when Ayo III was ruling over all men and animals, 
he had a very big palava house where he would invite people to come and feast with him. So if you can imagine like a palava house is like you know one of those like circular huts that you see when you imagine like the stereotypical like African hut with like made out of mud with a thatched roof made out of straw and vegetation like mm, one of those yeah. Um, so yeah this king lived in a massive one of these and okay. um, he always invited like the men and the animals he ruled over um, to come and feast with him every now and then so if you kind of imagine like the Nancy stories where animals and humans are kind of like coexisting and it's like there's yeah. no like real barrier between them so I'm going to talk a lot about like animals and humans talking to each other and like okay. feasting so I'm just going to have to bypass the logistics yeah thing. yeah so are these humanoids um animals or oh should we just they're imagine? actual the actual animals okay. like that's what they refer to alright cool you know we can so just imagine that okay I got it, I got it. <laughs> so after Ayo's feast it was custom of people to make speeches every now and then so like one day after a feast um, the head driver ant got up and he said that his people were stronger than anyone and that no one not even an elephant could stand before him now I know ants are strong and that they're never carrying food on their backs and all that but that's like a wild statement like not even an elephant like so imagine after the feast, after the feast the ants just came up and was like we're the strongest like no one can defeat us not even the elephant um, in this speech the ant was particularly offensive to the worms um, he said that they're poor wriggling things and like he disliked them a lot like it was clear like he was atting them like <laughs> you man you're my ops so naturally the worms are very angry and they complained to the king who said that okay the best way to decide who's actually stronger is obviously you have to find it out if you want to know who's stronger because the worms were like we're not taking this I find it wild how the elephants were like oh okay you are strong like the elephants didn't say anything but the worms were like um excuse me I find it funny how the king was like personally I wouldn't have it Like a bit of salt. He was like, yeah, find it out. He was like, last man standing kind of vibe. Um, Or last insect standing. Okay. Um, So anyway, the king was like, okay, the third day after this feast will be the contest day. And when that day eventually came, loads of people came to witness the battle between the ant and the worm. Mm -hmm. So this day, the driver ants had left their nest early in the morning in their thousands and millions, as they usually do, and they marched into a densely packed line. It was said that the line was so dense that it looked like a brown band moving across the country. Um, And when the ants approached the battlefield, the moving bands spread out to face the worms. And soon a mass of ants and worms were fighting. Can you imagine? I feel like, who do you think will win this fight? The ants or the worms? I mean, the ants. Yeah, they seem very military and very like, on jobs. When ops pull up, are you going to back it? <laughs> they came in their millions, like they came like marching, like so the fight was over in minutes, like it wasn't a long fight because <laughs> ants and worms. Yep. And oh, just last week. So yeah, naturally the worms lost. Mm-hmm. They were bitten into pieces with the sharp mouths of the ants. They were literally just demolished, like the ants destroyed them. How did the worm expect expect to fight? I don't know. They had courage, I'll give them that. That's stupid. Oh, 
Stupid. Oh, stupid. Stupid or courage, let us know. Stupid. <laughs> um, yeah. So the few worms who survived squirmed away and buried themselves out of sight. So naturally, King Ayo decided that the ants were the clear winners. And ever since then, the worms have been afraid and they've stayed underground. And if it does happen to rain and they come to the surface, they still hide themselves. And when something approaches, they go back underground because now they fear all people and they fear ants. So underground is like the safe place for them. And that is why worms live underneath the ground. Because they're scared. Wow. Wow, they really got ran into the ground. Mm-hmm. They lost the battle and they were like, okay. I'm going to head out. <laughs> I'm going to head out. It's, it's deep. It's deep. So now you know. What? What did you think? <laughs> I think there were so many things wrong with that. <laughs> because one, as I said... Them worms had nothing to fight with. Yeah. Literally, they were... Yeah, like... uh, They have no weapons, no teeth, no arms, no legs. But they had courage. That did it. That don't do nothing. (laughs) That's stupidity. Yeah, I can just imagine, like, can you imagine, like, millions of ants and worms fighting? That sounds disgusting. Like, it sounds like a massive fight, but we'll just take up, like, a corner of a room, like, somewhere like... (laughs) Yeah, that sounds... I'll watch that. Of course. No, don't, 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 don't. We're, not, we're not going. We're not going to do that. <laughs> we're not going to do that. He used to fight insects. Ah! He used to do insect fighting. Oh. I'm saying this into into the microphone. Solomon used to do insect fighting. He'd battle out. Was it was it spiders against each other? Ants. Last man stand. <laughs> You are the descendant of King Ayo. Wow, 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 wow. You really don't want me like that. Algerian. It's not as bad as it sounds. What we used to do was make spiders battle it out to the death. Disclaimer, the we is not me and you. (laughs) The we is you and your siblings. Yeah, but moving on swiftly from that... Solomon will now tell his book tale. <laughs> <laughs> take a sip. Okay, so my story is called The Monkey, The Shark, and The Washerman's Donkey. The and Monkey Wins. Joking, I don't know what the story's about. I mean, it's not a fight, <laughs> um, but we'll find out. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's from Zanzibar, um, which is the Tanzanian Ooh. coast. So this is a new place. So this is a new place. New location unlocked. Ching. Okay. So the story goes like this. Once upon a time, Kima, the monkey, and Papa, the shark, became great friends. The monkey lived in an immense Myoko tree, which, yes, Myoko tree, it's just, it's a big uh, tree, okay. <laughs> um, which grew by the margins of the sea. So half of its branches were over the water and half of it was over the land. Mm-hmm. Every morning when the monkey was having breakfast on the koyo nuts, from the 
kill your tree. <laughs> See? Mm-hmm. The shark would put in an appearance under the tree and call out, throw me some food, my friend. The monkey um, complied most willingly. So he was, you know, he was like, yeah, sure, you know, take some in it. So this continued for many months until one day, Papa, the shark, um, said, Kima, you have done me many kindness. I would like you to go with me to my home so I may repay you. So this is a shark telling a monkey, uh, come to my home with me so I can repay you. Um, So um, the monkey says, how can I go? Um, We land beasts cannot go into the water. AKA, I don't swim. I don't swim. We don't swim. We don't get in the water. Uh, so the shark said, you know, don't trouble yourself with that. Don't worry about that, sweetheart. <laughs> um, I will carry you and not a drop of water shall get on you. And so the monkey was like, all right, then um, let's go. Right. Yeah, let's go. So he's going to go on his back in it. Yeah. Um, so when they had gone about halfway, the shark stopped and said, so you're my friend, right? I'm going to tell you the truth. Basically, he said, let me level with you. Yeah. Imagine you're halfway on a journey with a shark and he said, let me level with you, bro. Again, again. Um, so the monkey was like, why? What is there to tell? Um, and he, so the shark said, well, you see, the fact is that our sultan is very sick and we've been told that the only medicine that will do him any good is a monkey's heart. <gasps> yeah. Oh, shit. So the monkey then said, well, I'm in. <laughs> you were very foolish not to tell me this before we started. So how so, asked Papa? So the monkey was trying to come up with something to say. Uh, so he's okay. chatting absolutely yeah. worse. So he said, um, <coughs> whilst he was thinking of something to say to save his life, you know, he didn't say anything at all. Um, so Trump was like, well, you know, why don't you speak? You know, t- tell me about what's up. And he's like, oh, I've got nothing to say now. It's, it's too late. But if you had told me this before we started, you know, I'm, I might have brought my heart with me, you know? Wait, what? Yeah, he said, I might have brought my heart with me. So the shark was like, what? Haven't you got your heart here? And then, so the monkey was like, ha, don't you know about us? When we leave our house, we don't take our heart with us. We leave it in the in the tree. Um, and we go about with only our bodies. <laughs> So this sounds like certain man then, you know, and the streets heartless all of that, you wow. know. You know, um, so he's like, but I see you don't believe me. Um, you think I'm scared. Come on, let me go to your home. Um, and when you kill me and you look for my heart in vain, um, then we'll see what happens in it. Yeah. So the shark believed him. He was like, of course. Yeah, he was like, oh no, let's go back to your house to get your heart in it. And then, so, but, but the monkey was like, nah, 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 let's go to your home. Like, like, we know we're already here, let's go to your house, innit? Um, but the shark insisted that they go back. Um, yeah, and to get the heart and, you know, start fresh. Um, so at last, with great reluctance, the, money, the monkey was like, yeah, sure, let's, let's go back home, I'll go get my heart. Yeah, if I have to. Yeah, if, if we have to. So when they go back to the tree, he climbed up in a great hurry, calling out, wait there, Papa, my friend. 
um, while I go get my heart and we'll start off properly next time. Mm-hmm. Um, so when he got well up, um, you know, among the branches, you know, he just sat down and kept still. Oh, the monkey? Yeah, the monkey was just chilling in the branch and I was like, come on, come yeah. on. Um, so he was, you know, after waiting a while, the shark asked, come on, Kiwa, you know, um, like, let's go. <laughs> But Kima just kept still and said nothing. Mm-hmm. In a while again, and the shark said, Oh, Kima, let's get going. Obviously, it's getting late, isn't it? And this time, the monkey poked his head out um, from among the branches and said, Going where? <laughs> what? Oh, wow. And then so the shark's like, To my home, of course. Then Kima was like, Are you mad? <laughs> and so the shark was like, Mad? Why? What do you mean? And he's like, so the monkey's like, so what's the matter with you? Like, do you take me for washerman's donkey? So, um, so the shark was like, so uh, what's this about the washerman donkey? I, I, I don't get it. I, I, I don't understand, you know? And so the um, monkey said, it's a creature with no heart or ears. So the shark was curious um, and was like, oh, tell me the story about this washerman's donkey. Like, like, what are you chatting about? So basically, this is an inception. So this is now a story within a story. Okay. Right. So now the monkey is telling the shark. Yeah, he's about a to story. tell the shark the story. So we're about to go into another level right. of storytelling. Okay. This is amazing. This is like cutting edge stuff. Okay. Here. So I'm sitting back. Yeah, we're going to another layer of storytelling. I'm doing. So. The monkey story goes like this. A washerman owned a donkey, which he loved. And one day, however, it ran away and it took, you know, uh, abode in the forest where it led a lazy life. And consequently, it grew very fat, you know, as you do. So there was a hare called um, Segura um, who saw um, the donkey. So the donkey is called um, Punda. Mm-hmm. Punda, mm-hmm. yeah. So like Pumba, but Punda, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so the hare is a very cunning beast. So this is very um, peculiar in stories. Um, mostly, like the hare is like a really smart, yeah, like, mm-hmm. um animal. Um, so yeah, so he saw Punda and he said, "Damn, this donkey's fat." Um, so he went to his friend Simba. Yes. What? Like the coincidence is mad. But yeah, he went to his friend Simba, um, who's a, a lion. Seriously? Yeah, but not the same Simba. He gets that, sure? he, he gets that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so Simba was recovering from a severe illness. Um, so he was um, really weak and he couldn't go hunting by himself. But so he was consequently really hungry. And so the hare said, I'll bring you enough meat tomorrow for both of us um, to have a great feast, but you have to do the killing. Remember, the hare is a very cunning person, yeah. so he's, he definitely has a plan going on. Yeah. So, all right, good friend, um, Simba said joyfully, you're very kind. So the hare scampered off into the forest and found the donkey and said to her in the most courteous manner, Miss Punda. <laughs> saying, Bunda. Miss Punda. <laughs> Punda. I'm sent here to ask your hand in marriage. 
By whom? Asked the donkey. By Simba the lion. So the donkey was greatly elated at this and, you know, shouted, yeah, this is a first class offer. I love this. Let's, let's do it now. <laughs> um, yeah, so don't ask me the logistics of this. Just think Zootropolis or, <laughs> or Beasts. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, just think about that. So they soon arrived at the lion's home um, where, you know, cordially invited in and sat down. So the hare gave Simba the signal with that with his eyebrow um, that this was the feast that he mm. probably said. He's like, oh. It's, it's go time, basically. Um, so, you know, he said that he would wait outside. Um, so he was like, I must leave you um, to attend a private business. You stay here and talk with your husband. And as soon as the hare got outside, the lion sprang on Pumda. And they had a great fight. Simba was kicked very hard um, in his face by, you know, the donkey, mm. as they do. Yeah. Um, and so he tried to strike the donkey with his claws, but he was weak because, you know, he was very ill. So he did it as hard as he could, but the donkey basically won. <laughs> um, and so she ran away to her home in the forest. Um, we're going to get some more of this, that you understand why. Because I, yeah. I was confused at this point. Like, what, where are we going this? It'll come together. Yeah, so shortly after, the hair actually goes to Simba, obviously, to check if he had the food. Yes. Obviously, she, he set this up, innit? So, that, so you, know, have you, you know, have you got the food? Let's eat. Um, so the lion was like, I flopped in it. Um, she kicked me away, I ran away. Um, however, you know, I hit her hard, you know, but, you know, she's pretty weak, but I'm not strong enough, so I couldn't kill her. So the hare was like, oh, well, um, don't worry too much about it. Um, and so the, the hare waited, you know, a few days until the lion and the donkey were both well and strong. And, you know, he asked the lion again, so what do you think now? Should I bring you your meat? And you know, the lion was like, yeah, bring it to me now. I'll tear it to pieces, all of that. Um, so the hare went to the forest and asked the donkey, um, you know, she went to the forest um, where the donkey welcomed and asked the news, like, what's up? And the donkey asked, you know, what's up? Mm. And the hare said, you're invited um, to come see your lover again, which yeah. is the lion. Yeah. Yeah, you, you'd think that you'd be asking questions at this time. Yeah. So the donkey was like, oh dear, um, the day you took me to see him, you scratched me very hard, you know, um, and I'm afraid to go near him now. Yeah. And so the hare was like, oh, psh, that was nothing. That's only Simba's way of caressing you. you know? Wow. He likes it rough, basically. Wow. <laughs> Kinky. That's the... You know, a little bit of <laughs> rough play, isn't it? Um... So the donkey was like, ah, oh, okay, um, let's go. Somehow that's all you had to say, yeah. didn't it? Um, so they went off again, but as soon as the lion caught sight of Punda, he sprang and tore her into two pieces. Straight away, no play, just... Wow. Yeah, so when the hare came up um, to Simba and said... Uh, so Simba said to the hare, um, take this meat and roast it for me. As for myself, all I want is the heart and the ears. Oh. Yeah. Um, so thanks, said the hare, and went away and roasted the meat um, where the lion couldn't see him. And he took the heart and the ears and hid them. 
and he ate all the meat he needed and put the rest away. So he made yeah. everything and hid the heart and the ears, which yeah. is what the lion wanted. I don't know why. Don't know He's why. very greedy. Okay. So is it also sound that appealing to you? I know, I know, right? Like Ew. Anyways. If you've tried ear and you think it's nice, let us know. I, 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 I might need to try it because the way this guy is risking, he's risking his life for this ear, you know? Yep. So the lion said, um, eventually, bring me the heart and the ears. And so the hare said, where are they? Um, Simba was like, what does this, what, what does this mean? Um, um, the, do- um, the hare was like, why? Didn't you know that this was a washerman's donkey. Oh. Well, um, Simba said, what does that have to do with no heart and no ears? And so, he said, for goodness sake, Simba, aren't you old enough to know that if the beast had possessed the heart and ears, it would not have come back with me the second time? And so, the, of course, the lion said, you know, he admitted that obviously you had to be stupid to come back if you didn't have heart and ears. Um, yeah, so he said that's true. Um, so, back to reality now. After so that was the story that was said. Yeah. So now, Kima, the monkey, said to the shark, um, you want to make a washerman's donkey out of me? Get out of here. Get out of here, you know? Um, uh, and go home by yourself. You're not going to get me again. And our friendship is over. Ooh. Goodbye. Wow. That's the story. So, yeah, very long-winded and a story within a story. Yeah. But hopefully it got where it needed to go. <laughs> it basically meant, um, do you think I'm stupid? Do you think that it's like the whole fool me once, shame on you, yeah, fool me, me twice, twice. Yeah. shame on me. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Um, that's the story of the shark, the monkey, and the washerman's donkey. donkey. It sounds like a nursery rhyme. Right? Right. Shark, the monkey, and the washerman donkey. Shark, the monkey, and the washerman's donkey. But yeah, that was nice. That was good. That was yeah. good. Okay. It's so. a great story. Thanks. It was. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hope you guys enjoyed it too. <laughs> yeah. We've reached the part of our podcast where we speak about our African proverb of the week. African proverb of, of the week. Of the week, of the week, of the week, of the week, of the week. <laughs> so it's my turn. Um, so my African problem. problem. <laughs> my African problem this week. My African problem. My African. <laughs> I don't want peace. I want problems. <laughs> Okay, I got 99 problems with this ain't Let's one. go, please. Let's go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was actually funny. Um, <laughs> so the African problem of the week is don't set sail using someone else's star. <laughs> what do you think don't that means? Don't set sail using someone else's star. Mm-hmm. It means don't... Um, don't look at someone else's success or something Ooh, like that close. to guide your journey. Yep, it's 
I mean, just because someone has been successful at doing something does not mean you will be successful at doing the same thing. So just go your own way. Just because someone did one thing doesn't mean you have to do the other thing because it may not work out the same for you. Everybody's different. Mm, mm, Do mm. what you were meant to do. Stay on your own journey. Stay in your lane, you know? Yeah. Is, is that what you're saying? Stay in your lane. I'm saying don't set sail using someone else's star. All right. Cool. Um, but yeah, so that's our African proverb of the week, which means that this episode is over. It's over. So thank you guys for listening um, to Art Mythos. We really appreciate it. Um, thank you for sticking out, especially if you've made it this far, like <laughs> episode three. We appreciate you. We love you. Um, <laughs> This has been a different kind of episode, but we love it anyway. <laughs> but yeah, um, thank you guys for listening. Um, we hope you can please rate and leave a review. Yes, it does help um, get the word out there and everything. Yeah. Oh, oh, stickers. Stickers. I was literally thinking that. <coughs> We're in sync. Um, yeah, so we just wanted to say that we've just launched some stickers about the Orishas that we've been talking about. So, you yep. know, there's been some... Um, We've got stickers of... to the river. Yeah. Maria. We have little chibi versions of them. Yeah, we've um, got... cute versions of them. Yeah, we've got cute versions of Babalu Aie, so, which is yeah. our time heals all. Yeah, stick it on everything. Stick like, it on your, on your laptop, on your... Phone, on your head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything. Come on. But yeah, and we've also got stickers of some Orishas that we haven't spoken about yet, but we will do in later episodes. So we've got Shango. And we is, have... Yeah. Oba. Yeah. Or is it Oya? Oba. Oba. So the flame that com- consumes us, not confuses us. <laughs> and love conquers all. Yes. I was going to say the flame that confuses us. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, just head over to our website, saartuk.com, and you can get some stickers. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Uh, this has been Art Mythos. African mythology told throughout. Throughout, throughout. <laughs> By Solomon and Adron. By Adron and Solomon. Solomon and Adron. S.A. Art. S.A. Adron and Solomon. Solomon. Peace. <laughs>